Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Uh, this is presented by OGs. We'd like to give a shout out to OGs Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OGs is not your average can- cannabis-infused gummy. The absolute, they absolutely knock it out of the park when it comes to flavor and effects of their gummies are a total slam dunk. Head over to OGsBrands.com and see their full lineup to find out what you can purchase. Okay, joined by Jason Shear and the great Bruce Pascoe. People ask me all the time, they say, Mike, who is your favorite person on all of the Tucson media? And I tell them, and shear has been in these situations before, and I say, without question, it's Bruce Pascoe, and there's about 30, uh, there's about 30 notches below. Bruce, the beat writer for the AZ Arizona Daily Wildcats, the number one ranked Arizona Daily Wildcats. Hello, Bruce. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for, thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? All right, Bruce, let's get down to it. Bruce Pascoe, unlike us, you actually are able to vote on the uh, uh, the rankings. You have Arizona at number one now. What uh, what have you seen so far from the Wildcats where you're like, all right, that's the best team in the country? Well, I mean, obviously Duke and Michigan State, and they haven't let, they haven't lost any, any games. I mean, uh, you know, I think you could maybe say, you know, Duke and Michigan State aren't quite the teams that they were thought to be at the beginning of the year. But they're still pretty impressive games, especially winning on the road. And then, then it's also, as always, with voting, it's a, it's a function of what, are, what what is everyone else doing around them. And and you know, Purdue losing at Northwestern took them out of that that realm. And and uh, you know, a couple other things have happened. And Bruce, you know, who are you, Bruce, who are you rooting for in that Northwestern Purdue game? Did you have any? Uh, did you who were you rooting for? Well, it's hard, you know, because I went there. So you know, and my son goes there now. So it's it's hard because you you are objective, but obviously you can kind of watch it a little bit as a fan, but that that game was interesting because I wanted to see Purdue because a I'm voting B Arizona's going to play them next week and C because my son was sitting in the second row of the student section. I was trying to see if he was there. Plus, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of seeing if they could pull it off as they did last year there. So, so it was kind of fun, but you know, usually it's just weird. It's like, uh, you know, you don't, you don't even really like, cheer or something when you're rooting for your own school because you just kind of get that drummed out of you being a journalist uh well bruce when, when northwestern plays asu in phoenix in a few weeks yeah. right before arizona yeah. can we get you to root for northwestern openly <laughs> probably not because because mike will take video and post it on twitter or something like that so i'll have to be careful <laughs> All right. this is how cool bruce is so we have a group chat with bruce called instead of backing the a brucing the a and so we asked Bruce, we're like, Bruce, are you watching Kansas and UConn? And he says, no, I'm watching Purdue because I've got to watch a team that Arizona's about to play. So we, yeah. we like we like that a great deal. Now, Wisconsin's coming up. Bruce, this is why you're smarter than us, because we were making fun of you before the year with you were talking about how good Wisconsin was. And we're like, Bruce, don't see it. Don't see it. Bruce, turns out you're an oracle of knowledge while we're just. No. Uh, Bruce, what did you? Wisconsin's good, though, Bruce. Come on. Right, but I didn't think they'd play as well as they have the last four weeks. I don't think anybody did. But also, and that's, but it's also not a huge surprise because they're they've got a ton of guys back. They've got, I think, three of their starters started for their you know title team, their Big Ten team, a couple of years ago, and then they added a great uh, you know pretty good transfer wing in AJ Store, who really you know kind of adds another dimension to them, and they're just they're just solid all the way around. So it's it's not a huge surprise that way, but I. I think maybe, you know, right now they're playing better than I think anybody could have expected. So it's it's probably, I mean, this this makes even more for the game tomorrow um, because I think, 
the way they're playing is is not only scary for Arizona, but maybe good for them because they, they just got ranked number one. And that's that's often a position where you can get complacent or listen too much to how great you are. But they're they're they should be pretty focused to play this team. Spread just dropped. Arizona's more than I thought. Arizona's favored yeah. by seven and a half. I thought it'd be a little less. That seems yeah. like a lot because just because if nothing else, they're they're gonna force the tempo as much as they yeah. can. You know, not Arizona's not gonna be scoring ninety or hundred, I don't think. You know, they're gonna break off some stuff and score in transition, but I can't I don't think it's gonna be that high scoring. So Here's where Wisconsin's interesting to me, though, is that you're essentially you're not going to have anybody that's going to drop 30 points. It's essentially going to be I mean, you look yeah. at it. It's essentially it's a really well-rounded unit. you got seven guys that basically go be- between seven and 13 or 14 points. They're not going to beat themselves. I am curious, though. Arizona, I think, is going to try to push the tempo here, Bruce. I mean, you watch yeah. it with Lloyd and Lloyd feels I think that he's going to try to exact his athleticism out there. What do you see? How do you see this game unfolding? And then we've got questions coming in hot and heavy for Bruce Pascoe. Um, I think that, uh, you know, yes, I think Arizona is absolutely going to break it off. The question is how sustainable is that? Can they really rattle at Wisconsin and, and, you know, force turnovers? This is a pretty good ball handling team at Wisconsin. I, you know, they're, they're going to be, it's going to be hard for them to, to control the tempo. I think they're certainly going to try, but I, I don't know. I, to me, I think the, the biggest key is how does Arizona deal with Wisconsin's offense because they go so deep in that shot clock. Uh, you know, I think the average 20, 20 seconds um, per possession. And so what's going to happen with when it gets to 16, 17, 18, and Arizona's already did not three shots and they pass around to get the fourth shot. Are they going to be there still? Or are they going to slack off just a little bit? And that's, that's, you know, that'll be interesting. But again, I think they're motivated. So I, I think they, I think they will be there. Sure. What matchup are you most interested in to see in this game? Wisconsin's bigs to me are interesting. Cause like they're big man crowd. He had four threes against Michigan State. He's yeah. seven foot, two hundred and fifty pounds. So, do they trust Umar to go guard him on the perimeter? Do they let him shoot and say, "Look, if he hits six threes and that's how we lose, so be it." Uh, I'm I'm really curious to see how they attack that matchup. And they're well, big across the board, like you said. I mean, seven foot six nine two forty. I mean, this is a big team they're going against here, Bruce. Yeah, I mean, uh, with what Jason said, I think that happened with Filipowski a little bit, and they kind of just you know, and some extent for, to some extent, let him do what they, what he did and, and uh, try and take care of the other guys. And, and, but I think the difference with Wisconsin is, is what's so, what's so interesting about them is they, they're fine playing, just improvising. You know, if you deny a couple shots and and the ball's flying around and somebody gets it and they're just going to get it to somebody else. And, and, and they don't know who's going to, you know, kind of like Arizona in a sense, they don't really know who's going to, going to, um, you know, be the guy for them. And, and, from t- possession to possession or the game or whatever, but they, they can improvise really well. And that that's, that's gotta be unsettling. I think for a defense too. All right. I'm telling you, Bruce is the uh, king of humbleness. All right. Now we're going to get to questions here for Bruce because we only have a limited amount of time with Bruce, but first Bruce, have you ever played the Arizona lottery? And, uh, no, I think when that, I don't know if it counts, but that, uh, what was it mega or whatever? When I got to like 2 billion or something, you played it, didn't you? Yeah, that's that well, counts. You know, that when counts. you when it gets that, I don't know if that. Yeah, I mean, when it gets that big, if you look at the numbers, it's so ridiculous uh, to, to the odds to hit them. But um, yeah, Bruce, so, I got yeah. it. Bruce, I got something for you here. You should check this out. Sheer and I are both trying it. Scratchers start at just one dollar for the Arizona lottery. Bruce, you can win up to five hundred thousand dollars. Bruce, you would not turn that money down, would you? 
Yes, I would. I would turn it down based on the odds of winning that scratchers. Or you have to look at the odds of to win versus what they're paying out. And if it's less than one to one, I'm not doing it. Wow. All right. Well, Bruce, again, Bruce stands on. I don't even, it's got to be even way past it, actually. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, I'm going to do it. Shear's going to do it. Be like us. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Arizona Lottery. One more thing, Bruce. Have you ever been to Illegal Pete's? No. It's on University. It's very cool. It's where the cool kids hang out. I was never invited to hang out at Illegal Pete's, <laughs> but I try to hang out there when I can now that uh, they can't uh, basically not let me in. Check out Illegal Pete's. All kinds of stuff going on. All kinds of really good stuff. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this fall. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. All right, now we have questions for Bruce. Bruce, uh, from T-Burns 826, the great T-Burns 826. How many games does Bruce see Arizona losing this year? Um, wow. I mean, I probably would have adjusted. I probably adjusted down based on the way they're playing now. I w- earlier in the year, I probably would have said it about seven, maybe eight. But I think, you know, the combination of the way they're playing, you figure they could get two maybe this month, you know. Uh, um, and then I probably could see them going through the pack till winning, you know, maybe losing four probably you know right. so I'd, I'd guess around I'd, i guess you know six maybe seven yeah what's the most all right let me ask you this what is the best the i most, know that you yeah. you have arizona at number one obviously but what is the team that you look at that you've watched and said besides northwestern that you said that's the best team that i've seen all year is there that team well as you know mike i kind of i kind of think highly of uconn and i think mm-hmm. uh, you know they went into kansas they they came back. They almost won that game. I think they weren't even quite at full strength. And, uh, you know, that's just a team. And I underestimated them last year. I didn't think they were that good early. They hadn't played anybody. So I wasn't voting them that high. And uh, and then, obviously, they, they came on and, you know, ended up winning the whole thing. So, and, you know, they, they've lost some guys, but they're – they're tough. And so I like them, you know, they're, they're a team to watch. I think obviously Kansas and maybe even Baylor, but I think, and Houston obviously is, is, you know, they haven't played a great schedule yet, but uh, you know, you just know what the tradition of that team and the way Kelvin Sampson hasn't going, that they're going to be, they're going to be causing trouble when they, they start playing some better teams. I want to give Bruce credit also because I laughed and, and Mike knows this. You didn't have Texas in your top 25. Yeah. You're one of the, the very few people that didn't have them that are ranked 12th. And then they go and they looked awful and you look at their schedule and, and you're probably, you're accurate. They haven't beaten anyone and they got absolutely killed the other night. Yeah. I mean, that's all part of it though. Like I, I haven't actually seen them that much, but I just, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, by this time of the year, you generally throwing out preseason expectations, but I just think, yeah, the schedule you know, they gotta, they gotta prove it. And, and but that also can work that also can make it tricky because there's a lot of times you, you take a team, especially these big 10 teams. That's why people say they're always overrated is the reason they are because they play all these great teams and you start to think, wow, they played this great schedule. They got to be good. But the fact is then you also have to consider, well, have they actually beaten any of these teams? And and it gets a little tricky. It's really hard. It's really hard to evaluate big 10 and uh, big 12 teams. Some of the time, especially the, the second tier teams in those leagues, because you're just not really sure how good they are. And, and ultimately, as you guys say, at the end of the day, they end up being a eight seed and losing in the first round and that's it or whatever, or, or an 11 seed. Bruce, we got to stay on good. Uh, we got to stay on good terms with our big 12 friends out there. We will not compare the big 12 to the big 10 Bruce Pascoe. Come on. 
Come on. Well, I'm just saying in the sense that, well, I'm just saying in the sense that both of them have teams that are highly rated. I mean, yeah, well, you could argue that. But Big 12 wins in the March, though. All the Big 10 teams get knocked out in the first round. Uh, Well, Northwestern made the second round last year, so not everybody in the Big up 10. For that one right not there. everyone <laughs> in the Big Ten did as bad as expected. So, you know, just saying. But okay. No, I mean, no, you're right, Mike. Absolutely, the Big Twelve. I don't think anybody disputes their they've been the strongest league in, in regular season and postseason. What? But but the Big Ten, the Big Ten also does have a lot of highly rated teams however you want to rate them Ken Palm or whatever so those power ratings when you play a high Ken Palm or Sagarin team your ratings are going to go up so as a voter you got to look at that and say what does this really mean That's all right we only got we only got time for a few more questions with Bruce all right Bruce another question for you man these questions are hot and heavy do we bring in Bruce the numbers come in Bruce what out of conference matchups remaining gives you the most worries outside of maybe Purdue what say you Bruce Pasco for Arizona yeah um, well, I mean, out of conference matches, well, they don't have that many left. I mean, you know, Purdue, obviously that's going to be troubling in a, in a, in a difficult environment because you could argue that, you know, Alabama and Florida Atlantic, those are both kind of semi home games for Arizona really. And so, so, uh, you know, it's, it's really Purdue and, and that, you know, but I think that's a game, even if they lose it, you know, it's going to probably help them just, just as far as, you know, being in exposed to something like that and and uh you know that whole that whole thing and you know who knows maybe they pull it out i mean they, you know stranger things have happened they they this team has played really well in non-conference pretty much right. the whole time under tom Lloyd. all right another question for bruce all right everybody we uh we only got two time for two more questions for bruce bruce how much do you think the big 12 uh how much how much better do you think the big 12 is in comparison to the pac-12 um you know, I think I mean probably more than I would have guessed at the middle, at the beginning of the year. But you know, it's it's. I think it's just um, at least what they have this year. Probably you could argue, you know, that middle section's probably stronger, and and maybe even on top as well. Because right now in the Pac-12, you know, I think I think Arizona's kind of separated itself. But but those, you know, I thought going into the year that that there would be three, four teams really pretty close in Arizona. Uh, USC, Colorado, you know, Oregon, and, and maybe UCLA. And, you know, when UCLA comes together with all their youth, then, and, and, you know, you haven't really seen that yet. So you have to say, you know, it's Big 12 definitely got an advantage at this point. This is a great question. Tyler Warden, what are Bruce's vices? Bruce, do you have vices? That's a, actually a really good question. I've never thought about that. Well, you like to point out ta- uh, Del Taco, right? So, no, Del Taco is you, a straight. I don't know if that vice. counts, but. Uh, <laughs> No, you know, I don't know. I mean, um, do you have do you probably like- probably probably gummy bears and and sugar in general? Probably probably too much of that. Nice. All right, now last last one, Bruce. I was driving yesterday or the other day, and I sent you this picture the Kia uh, the Kia Optima with a Mister Pasco on it. This was not you, Bruce. Correct? I do have a Kia Forte 2013 stick shift. But I don't have an Optima, no. So yeah, all right. So oh, that was it? that's right. That that was the uh, the P A S C O. That's the Italian spelling, I think. Ours yeah, because you're Cornish, Cornish, correct? Cornish. The, the name is yeah. Correct. I just like that one sixteenth Cornish. Yeah. All right. Before we sign off here, before Bruce signs off, Bruce, is this the best team that you've seen from Tommy Lloyd so far? 
That's a great question. I, I think, you know, I don't know what you guys think. I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Cause I, I you know, yes. I think the jury, obviously the jury's still out. I think, you know, as a team top to bottom. Yeah, probably. But I think I just, I still think that that first team in 21, 22 had top shelf talent. Those, those three guys that, you know, you know, were really, really talented, especially Matherin and Coloco, the way they, they could change the game in, in their ways. And, you know, this is more of a collective thing and it's, it's deeper and more impressive in a lot of ways. You're right. All right, Bruce, as always. Now, listen, you got to follow Bruce on Twitter. He doesn't get on Twitter. The uh, I tweeted I, Bruce. He doesn't respond to me. It's okay. Um, I do occasionally, and but I always I always answer emails and stuff like that. Just Twitter is tricky. Twitter is just a, you know, it's a time thing, too. Like, I just, yeah. I, I, I found, if you, you know, it's like any social media, you get sucked into it. During the season, especially, I just, it's hard to find time. Would you be then, more responsive if I emailed you in group as opposed to just texting? <laughs> Which would be a better way to get a hold of Bruce Pasco? Texting, yeah. Okay. That means like everyone. Emails, you know, you get them and then you forget about them. And the next thing you know, it's like a week later, you're trying to get back to somebody. Right. All right. But again, uh, Bruce, get the Wildcast, get the Wildcaster app, get Bruce, get the Arizona Daily Star. You've got the great Bruce Pasco giving you everything you need to know about the Arizona Wildcats. This is the number one team in the country. Bruce has covered other number one teams in the country. There's no better person to be doing it. Bruce, as always, we really appreciate your time, my guy. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All Thanks, right. Bruce. Thanks again, Bruce. Yeah. We'll talk to you. Right. Well, well, I'll be well. I'll be texting you, Bruce. Gotcha. All right. Now uh, let's, uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about this. We got to give Bruce a lot of credit here for going Arizona. Number one, quite frankly, I believe that it's Arizona number one by a good percentage, but the other thing we got to get Bruce credit for too is wash or is Wisconsin. Um, I, I didn't see it with Wisconsin. Bruce did again. Bruce is an Oracle. Bruce also didn't have Wisconsin ranked this week. He gave oh. in to the masses. Uh, well, you know, uh, by the way, Art Owens, we're going to call it Twitter, not X. Sorry. Um, we are uh, we are informal on this show. Wisconsin's a, Wisconsin, though, is a good team. I will say this. The game against Marquette is, uh, yeah, I don't see him losing six games either, T-Burns. Um, the, uh, the game against Marquette is what really, um, really kind of opened my eyes because as much as I'd like to de- uh, demean Marquette, I can't. They got, uh, obviously, the point guard who you thought sucked. He's actually really good. And uh, you've got uh, the big dude out of Desert Vista who's a shot blocker, who's long, is athletic. They're a really good team, and Wisconsin kind of handled them. That was the game where I was like, wow, that's that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important when you, like, when you beat the crap out of teams. Like, they beat the crap out of Virginia. And I know we're not big Virginia fans, but 24 points is a lot of points, dude. Yeah. Uh Marquette is obviously a good team. They beat the crap out of Marquette. Like they, right. they were leading that entire game. And so, you know, is, is Wisconsin a national title contender? Uh, no, but are they a very solid team where if Arizona doesn't play well, Arizona will lose? Yes. You know what they are too? They're solid across. They're solid across the board. They're not. They're very like you, like we talked about earlier. They're very tall. When you go seven foot and six ten, and neither one of them are string beans, and then when you have seven players that average between eight and fourteen, again, it's a pretty solid team. And I would disagree with you. Uh, I would disagree with uh, about uh, Store being the only good player. They got a couple good players there. I didn't say Store was the only good player. No, I was arguing I with Store was the only guy that could go for thirty. The other players are good. Their bigs are good. Chucky Hepburn is solid. Uh, Where's Chucky Hepburn from, by the way? 
Yeah, how does Nebraska miss on Chucky? Chucky Hepburn, Omaha, baby. Omaha in the house. Unbelievable. Jacob Franklin's homeland. Go ahead, though. Uh, they're, they're very, and, and you know what it actually intrigues me, too? They are a very good rebounding team. Yeah. Very good rebounding team. One of the best of the country, the best by far that Arizona has faced this season. And rebounding is going to be big because if Wisconsin rebounds, they're going to want to slow it down as much as possible. And if Arizona gets the rebound, we know what they're going to do. So rebounding is probably, to me, the biggest key to the game. This is, uh, yes, we're going to get to a lot of Arizona football here shortly. This is also not a game where I don't believe that um, Arizona can go, uh, I don't believe Arizona can go small in this game. I know at times uh, uh, Tommy Gunn likes to go small, probably putting Pella at the four and Keyshawn at the five. Um, Keyshawn, Don McClain, not Keyshawn, Ben White. Um, but this is also, a t- again, their whole thing is rebound. Their whole thing is going to be rebounding. Umar Ballo, leader of men, and Mount Crevis, I would like to see them split about 20-20, to be honest with you. I would like to see Mount Crevis get more minutes here. Wisconsin doesn't go small, right. ever. They don't do it. And uh, they don't actually go to their bench very often uh, either. That's something to keep an eye on. But Arizona cannot go small in this game. Uh, I would be very surprised. If they go small, they're probably giving up the rebounding battle. Uh, and Tommy Lloyd isn't the type of coach to do that. I think Crevis plays uh, quite a bit in this game. I, I really do. I think Crevis plays a lot. Also, I'm going to be interested to see what Arizona tries to do defensively because, again, Wisconsin's going to try to slow this game down. It, are you going to shoot passing lanes? Are you going to extend the defense out and try to kind of exert your will? That's the other thing that I'm really interested to see here because, again, they want to play. The, Wisconsin 1,000% wants to play this game in the 60s, not in the high 80s here. Yeah, they want this to be an ugly Big Ten basketball garbage type of game that no one likes watching until the last three minutes. Uh, That is their dream. If this game is in the 80s, it means that Arizona scored 80 and Wisconsin scored 65. You know what it is? Wisconsin's not built to be in the 80s. You know what we did? We just got a clip right there for the great Jacob Franklin. Very excited about that. That clip. You never retweet the clips, by the way. Um, Also, now, let's get to – let's – now – Prediction time, Sheer, and then we're going to get to some a lot of Arizona football. Um, but uh, what do you got for a prediction, Sheer? I don't remember what I picked on the podcast last yeah, night. It doesn't but matter. I Go with another one. I, I think I picked Arizona like 76 to 68. Okay. Something I'm, like that. I think, I think Arizona covers, actually. Uh, I think Arizona is going to win 82 to 71. Also, if you wanted to bet on this, where would you bet, Sheer? There's only one question. Come on. Uh, my bookie down the street. No, BetMGM, code where I got nothing. The BetMGM Sportsbook app. Again, we're trying to get you all money out there so you don't have to live like us. You can live better. BetMGM has you covered. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. If the bet loses, your bonus bets will be available. Once your initial wager is settled, check out the show notes for details. Again, place your first wager and receive $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. Now let's hear from Shane. Diefenbach with the disclaimer. The problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right. Now, 
Also, if you wanted to get to these games, you're saying to yourself, Mike, where would I get to these games? I have no clue how to do this. Game time, my friends. Game time. I shouldn't have to keep telling you all, but we're going to keep doing it because it's basically a public service announcement at this point. Check it out. Game time. Game time. Um, Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute take... uh, Tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, now, it's time to talk about Arizona football. We've got news. We've got visitors. We've got all kinds of players that are in here, and these are not OKGs. Do you want? Should we start with the Oregon State transfers, rub it in a little bit? Yeah, I don't want to name all of them. I want to I wanna leave some love, but let's we can name we can name some of the transfers. I don't know about the high school recruits because I don't know how out there that's supposed to be yet. All right. So can we talk about the Oregon State kids then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Easton Mascarenas Arnold, also a Spanish playwright. Um, Very, uh, I will take this guy, um, ex high three-star kid out of Mission Viejo, Oregon State, Arizona, I would assume will offer him. Oh, he's offered. (laughs) He's kind of a joke. He's offered. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and what's cool about him is – so him and, and Achille Arnold is the other one from Oregon State that you were going to mention. Right. Stepbrothers through late marriage. Their mother is former softball star Tony Mascarenas. Tony Mascarenas. Mm-hmm. So there's clear connections. This might be shaping up to be an Arizona-USC battle. Well, and he would be nice to have because we've talked about it all season. As good as Jacob Manu is, there was kind of a weak link next to him, uh, whether it was Flo, whether it was um, – uh, 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 Daniel Haimuli. Yeah, this would this would correct some of that, and it would also, along with hopefully Leviticus Sua making that next jump, hopefully become a little bit of a three headed monster. Uh, I will say that a lineup, a lineup, a, a pairing of Jacob Manu and Easton would be up there with the best in the country. Think about it. The only guy that came close to Manu in tackles in the conference. Was Mascarenas? Was Mascarenas correct? Like you're putting, I mean, it is that would be crazy good at linebacker. And what I like too is that you're not bringing in a Smurf. I know he's five eleven, but he's two hundred thirty five pounds. He's a big dude already. Um, you're uh, all of a sudden that uh, that run stuff that run stuffing core if, with those two dudes. If you get them, that that's that's really really good. Um, I would uh, out of everybody out of everybody that Arizona's looking at in the portal. In my opinion, this is the top priority. This is the best player out there. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I mean, it, you know, I love the wide receivers. I'm all about Arizona going out and landing wide receivers. Right. But at the end of the day, I, I'm very confident in what this offense will be with, be like under Jetfish moving forward. I think they'll always have talent. The defense, being able to add guys that will upgrade certain positions uh, is a very big deal because they're losing a few players on defense. Uh, you know, no disrespect to, the, you know, the guys that they rotated at the second linebacker, but you being able to plug in arguably the second best linebacker in the Pac-12 uh, is, is next just, to the um, next to the best. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all, all of crazy. a sudden, all of a sudden that uh, that becomes a real problem. So, again, actually. Jacob Franklin, um, that is going to be the clip. I do apologize there. I do. Uh, I think this is actually more important. Um, Akili Arnold could, would be some a uh, nice little depth as well. Again, the thing with the secondary that's fascinating is the secondary is loaded. Um, 
you don't, it's not like the linebacker unit where you've got a bunch of, uh, where you've got spots, obviously. A QB Arnold would be a nice little addition there. Compete for playing time, obviously, but it's not going to be guaranteed like Easton Mascarenas Arnold. We well, got to keep in mind too. Remember, Arizona plays quite a bit of the dollar package, yep. which is when they have multiple defensive backs. So you have a scenario where Arnold is on the field at the same time as Maldonado and and Genesis and Dalton. Like you can make that work, and that's why they brought in the Indiana transfer. Also, we could say this uh, Shaw because mm-hmm. you know if you know Shaw was good in high school, a Long Beach Poly kid. Also, uh, you know he he was. Uh, legit like the guys that they're bringing in um are 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 good just say yeah. it they're good yeah like they're I, I don't know why i said he's from long beach poly he's not um but like these are guys that even if they don't start they're gonna dramatically improve this defense he's from downey sheer it's not the same yeah, i don't know why i said poly i said that right away oh paul uh, Sinelli asking uh, uh how deep is wisconsin they go seven deep paul come on buddy we were just in there um yeah they don't go deep at all Yes. At all. Um, all right. Been asked about Sal Point. Um, I like Eric Rogers. Great deal. Um, we'll, uh, I know who the finalists are probably going to be for. I'm not going to put that out there. But um, I need to – I want to say something about Sal Point really quickly. Um, I think Sal Point coaches get somewhat of a bum rap in that Eric Rogers was not – well, let me put it to – let's talk Benet for a second. Cam Denson was a player that I was wrong on. Is this true, Sheer? Yeah, you're very rarely wrong, Mike, but that was one of them. And I was wrong multiple times, first in Arizona, then at NAQ as well. But Cam Denson was a big-time recruit. Cam Denson could have gone almost anywhere he wanted. Maybe not Alabama, but, you know, he was a he was a four-star. He was a mid-four-star kid for a reason. Er, uh, Benet had no problem sending him there. Guess what? Benet or any coach was not going to send any kid to play for Kevin Sumlin that's good. That would just be malfeasance. This is correct, Sheer. Yeah, I wouldn't send my kid to play for Kevin Sumlin either. Right. Now, you can't – now, from Roger's perspective, I you can't force a kid to go somewhere. Now, listen, I mean, you can't force, you know, the hand of George Rushing to send a kid somewhere where, obviously, he wanted to play games and whatnot. And same with Will Hyde. So, again, South Point – I don't know that South Point coaches are at all telling kids not to go there. I don't think Rogers for a second is saying that. I think he just kind of stays out of it. Um, yeah, I, I think people have misconceptions about what high schools do. Uh, South Point doesn't hurt Arizona. It just doesn't help Arizona. Right. It, it, you know, and, and there are some schools in the South that'll be like, oh, you got it. Like, we have a connection, blah, blah, blah. That happens sometimes, but it's not as common. Like, the Servite coaches weren't saying, hey, Noah, hey, T-Mac, you have to go to Arizona. Right. That's just not, you know, that's not how it works a lot of times, and I don't hold I, – I know people are always mad at South Point. Like, even back to, like, Chris O'Dowd. No one told Chris O'Dowd not to go to Arizona. There was local pressure for him to go to Arizona. Right. It's just that's, – that's how it works out a lot of times. It just is what it is, and I can't really blame – again, I can't really blame um, – you know, somebody for not listen, ransom Bijan Robinson, all those. If, if you got, if you got Ohio state or you got Texas or you got Washington and you got Kevin Sumlin, um, I'm sorry. Bijan Robinson's in the NFL playing for the Falcons, making a lot of money, had a great college career. You can't blame him for not going to Arizona. What's cool too about Bijan is people don't blame me. People don't blame Bijan because he handled it coolly. Bijan Robinson was on the uh, the uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the sideline for Arizona football, and he would be welcome at every Arizona football sideline because he's a great kid. And he handled it the right way. 
that's what I think people need to uh, people need to realize there. I'm gonna say this because I don't want to talk about the Russians more than we have to because I know that's what we're kind of doing. But you can't find one. I've never heard one person, and maybe you, you're around the scene more than I am. I've never heard one person say anything remotely negative about Bijan Robinson, the person. Never. Never. It's not. And watch him in the NFL. He he scores a touchdown. He looks up to God and he hands it to him. It's uh um this is always an interesting one. Jed Fish. I've always wondered this. I believe yeah. it I believe Bijan would have ended up here. I do. I think that Jed Fish had enough to sell would have had enough to sell him um and a vision that I believe Bijan Robinson would have been a wildcat. You think your boy, your other guy would have been a lock, right? Oh, uh, Lathan Ransom. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I believe Lathan yeah. Ransom would have been at the U of A for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robbie Don, I'm all right. I'm not going to get into all of the other stuff, but again, Eric Rogers, good dude. Wish, uh, wish them and wish Sal point nothing but the best. Um, so those are the, those are the kids that you really need to keep an eye on. And Chuba may is going to be on campus. We expect Arizona to get Chuba may UC Davis gargantuan tackle. We can go with a two down lineman look of him and big bill Norton at times with nine people behind them. They will be like the gladiators at the scene of the, uh, at the setting the stage. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he commits on campus this weekend. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Baylor actually, he's you know we we talk about UC Davis. He doesn't have any offers and all that. In the last three days, I think Houston and Baylor just offered him. So I mean, he, he's you know it, look, he's going to Arizona I, it, unless Arizona decides they don't want him, which I don't think is going to happen. He's going to Arizona maybe as soon as this weekend. All right, now let's talk a, bit, a little bit about Noah Fafita. So there's some names. Obviously, Mikey Matthews, obviously visiting as well. We've talked about him. Wide receiver out of Utah. At the very least, he's in close with the Servite kids. I saw Chester Burnett uh, retweeting something out about come home um, or come home or whatever the case it is. So he's obviously in good. Or he's obviously in good with them. I'd love to see Mikey Matthews here. I don't believe he's better than Kevin Green. Everybody always talks to me about Kevin Green. What is your obsession with Kevin Green? It's because I think he's good. Now, I don't believe he's better than Jacob Cowing, but I believe that Kevin Green is good. I want to see Kevin Green on the field, Sheer. Let's say you. Here's the thing, too, that I think you, if you look at Arizona's visitor list, right? And this is what I like that Arizona does. Uh, Mikey Matthews went to Mission Viejo, friends with Noah and, and, and all them, right? Arnold and Masqueradus went to Mission Viejo. Right. This is what they do. Like they did it with Servite and now they're doing it with with Mission Mission Viejo. Viejo. They like, did it with Bishop Alamani as well. Yeah, like it, it's it's really smart. Um Mikey Matthews. See, I think watching the two that Mikey Matthews and Kevin Green could one hundred percent be on the field together okay. at the same time. I wonder and I said the other I wonder if they bring in Mikey Matthews if they move over Green and have him compete. Um and you know, there's gonna be more wide receiver rotation. I, I just I like Matthews. I you know is he as fast as Kevin Green? Probably not. But his routes are really good. He gets the job done. And we said this before. You always look at how teams react, like their fan base and stuff. Right. If they do the you know, and Arizona fans do it too. Like, oh, that guy's really good. Or oh, we didn't want him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Utah fans were heartbroken when Mikey Matthews entered the portal. They loved him. Right. He's going to be good. I would, uh, he's going to be good. I would take him again. I just don't want this to affect Kevin Green. That's all I'm saying. Etienne, everybody's asking me about Etienne. Um, no. Why? I don't know why. why. Arizona? I don't know why he's going to come. Listen, as good as we are, as good as we are now, we're very good. 
We are not giving the middle finger to Bama for recruits, essentially. Uh, yeah, look, number one, you have Jonah Coleman, right? Right. You have running backs. Uh, maybe they go and they add a portal running back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, the, the money has to go. Arizona's being very smart with their NIL money, if you right. notice. The guys they're bringing in are very good, but they're not like, okay, here's our NIL money. Well, we're right. done for the class. Like, right, right. We're done, right? Uh, Etienne is the best run- one of the best running backs in the country. Like right. he's going to cost the, the amount of money where you're like, is he how much better than Jonah Coleman would he be? I, I would never bring him in just because of that NIL that the NIL. And again, yeah. like you said, I believe that Jonah Coleman, you disagree with me. I believe Jonah Coleman sh- can be an all-conference running back. I believe that he should get, you know, you always said that he's not going to get enough carries sheer. You've always said this. Uh no, you said he would run for like two thousand yards. I did not say that. I said thirteen hundred yards, thirteen, fourteen hundred yeah, yards. Yeah, no, he won't. He won't. So you, so you still think he's going to be about an 800 yard back? I'll go a thousand next year. Okay. Um, but uh, a player like Etienne, Brad Rich, the great Brad Rich, two first names, Brad Rich, that's a million dollar NIL. Yeah. Can we just like the NIL money? A lot of it is is accurate, but a lot of it, like, did you see the article about like Marvin Harrison Jr.? No, who what'd he say? May not go to the first round of the draft because he can make it an NIL. No, he can't. No, he can't. You are not this dude is not making thirty million dollars in right. NIL money. Like, come on. Right. What are right. we doing here? The most I've heard of for a player, like I think Cam Ward is probably gonna get like a million too. You know, quarterbacks are definitely gonna get more for sure. Yes. Kyle McCord's gonna make a lot of money. I will say this there is a quarterback. I don't know if I could put this out here, so don't timestamp it, Jacob Franklin. Yeah, North Texas quarterback Chandler Rogers, who's a badass, mm-hmm. was supposed to visit ASU this weekend, right? He's mm-hmm. now no longer visiting ASU because he told ASU what he's commanding in NIL that other schools have offered. And ASU was like, oh, we, there's no way we can pay that. Um, yes. What would you, by the way, who would you rather have, Kyle McCord or Cam Ward? Cam Ward. What do you, you don't like Kyle McCord? Well, how many years do I get out of McCord? I think he'd, what do you get two. Then I'd, I I would always choose the choose the the two year guy over the one year guy. If right, but, but like you said, Arizona is very smart with this NIL situation, though, and that they're not. That is also kind of a new, a thing about where it was also good that uh, that because Arizona was having to put a lot of NIL into into rushing. That can now but be. It, if Jaden Delora transfers, are you willing to bring in Jeff Sims as a as a backup? Dude, we got to get him to ASU by any means necessary. Jeff Sims, everybody out there, Jeff Sims, look this guy up. A Nebraska quarterback. This is the most amazing stat ever. One touchdown, 15 turnovers. Sure, that is, I mean, <laughs> it, that that's wild. 15 turnovers. One guy said, oh, one touchdown, six picks. And then he says, oh, gosh, nine lost fumbles. Um, it's not good. So, we need to get him at uh, ASU. Trenton Borgay, much, much better. Um, I don't believe that Damian Martinez, Tyler Warden, is coming to Arizona. Um, no. I would definitely take him, but uh, I don't believe that he's coming there. Big Bill Norton. We got to talk about Big Bill Norton. That is the that is the apple of everybody's eye. Um, I haven't heard anything on Big Bill Norton, and it makes I don't know if it's a good thing or I don't know if it's a bad thing. Uh, I, I'm going to ask my source one more time. I look, I love big bill Norton. He's not transferring. I don't see him transferring. It's, is he, does he want to try to go for the NFL? Right. 
Oh, Joseph said, we all saw the Colorado game, Mike. Yeah, that's fair enough. You probably already know what you got. Uh, if you wa- if you watch the Colorado game, you know what Jeff Sims is all about. You know but as, a, as, a, as a third, fourth quarterback on Arizona? No, no. You think Jeff Sims could beat, up Bra- beat out Braden Dorman? No, no. I don't either. No. I, dude, I would never put Jeff Sims on the field because I know I'll, what he is. I'll go one. You know what? Can you transfer to Army without enrolling? Yeah, but the problem, <laughs> but the problem is would be awesome at Army. No, but the problem is he fumbles it every time, though. True. You can't like TJ Wilmore put uh, said the other day. Why did you just go to like one of those triple option schools? You can't. That's even worse, possibly because he'll is fumble our, it. If if they bring in Kyle McCord, does my my German dude transfer? You would bring uh, him in, right? Heinrich Herberg. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Pan, the Panzer tank commander Heinrich <laughs> Herberg. <laughs> Yes, I would. I, I would. I would do that. Uh, it's enlisting. Thank you, Brad Rich. All right, let's talk Noah Fafita here for a minute. The great Jacob Franklin has a video here of Noah Fafita that uh, his pops Les Fafita posted. This is Noah. You could probably guess who he is. A nine-year-old boxing a 12-year-old who is, I guess, bullying people. Look at this. Look at this. This is what we're all about here. Look at this. Oh, look at the blow-by-blow. Blow. Look at oh, the jab. The jab is solid. The head movement. Oh, duck in the right. Oh, he! this kid wants no part of Noah Fafita. Look at this. And Noah's nine at the time. I mean, this is this is this is awesome. This really is. By the way, shout out to Les for putting Noah in with this behemoth of a man. Yes, <laughs> dude, seriously. This kid's, like, this kid's like a five, eight, 12 year old, and Les just goes, Go get him, Noah. <laughs> Go get him, man. Seriously. Here's the headset, dude. Look at that. And he's got him in the ropes now. Look at this. <laughs> This is wild. This kid's dude. just walking him down. <laughs> Look at dude. Noah's defense. So see, this is what this is very similar to football, right? Noah's playing right. it smart, moving right. around a little bit, and this kid's just trying to walk him down. He's taking what the he's taking what the defense is giving him right now. By the um, way, to uh, to Palmer Hoffman, the next time we get Noah in the media, I will one hundred percent ask him about this video. Right. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. Um. Ron, Ron. Oh, Ron, Ron. There's Jacob. Oh, this is Jacob Franklin besmirching Jacob Franklin. This will not happen, Ron, Ron. Look at what Ron, Ron just said about Jacob Franklin. Jacob is good people. Jacob is literally the coolest person ever. I would not even, I don't know that I'd be alive without Jacob Franklin. And I'm not even, (laughs) I'm not even necessarily kidding about that. Uh, The bully should get a rematch. Would love to see Mo. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I would take Noah 1,000% over whatever this guy is now. This guy could be an American gladiator, and I would still take Noah Fafita. T-Mac made a comment uh, that some random dude would, would smoke your ass to Noah. So I wonder if that's the kid. Oh, that I saw that. And, and like he grew up to be like a, like yeah. a uh, Samoan power lifter. I, I saw that. I almost retweeted when it said Zane would sleep your, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I saw that as well. Yeah, you're right. He grows up to be like a power lifter. He's like he's like a Mister Atlantis or something. Uh, all right, Jacob Franklin, get back in here, Jacob Franklin. There are shots being thrown at Jacob Franklin, and this will never occur. By the way, Jacob Franklin, I believe, lost the best hair game amongst the gargantuan media. Yeah, players. I think Brody Brody ran away with that, right? Brody Brody, right? Yeah, Brody, but that Brody's Brody's hair. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. When you're the son of Brian Jeffries, you got a built-in advantage to begin with. <laughs> we should have put Brian Jeffries up there as well, <laughs> amongst the best hair game. Okay, um, now as for oh, by the way, Sheer, 
I got to give uh, I got to give Cody James Martin a ton of credit. He has been on the front line of the Circle K movement, looking for the uh, looking for the best gas prices. Circle K, my friends, two fifty two. Jacob Franklin found, or not Jacob Franklin, Cody James Martin found. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. I really wish I had asked Bruce when the last time he went to Circle K was. I feel that I messed up. Yeah, you didn't mess up. You absolutely should have asked him. Bruce doesn't. I, actually, you know, Bruce does strike me as a Circle K guy. Bruce strikes me as a Circle K guy. The other thing about Bruce that also, Bruce was having none of those ad reads. My, normally, people try to play into the ad reads. Bruce was saying, no, I don't do scratchers. Why would I do scratchers? <laughs> and you're like, hey, Bruce, you scr- no, scratchers are the worst. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm seriously, it's like, Bruce, you're not helping me out here. Um, Bruce, okay. these drugs are terrible. <laughs> right. Yes. Ryan Neal, Artie Moreno, until this time, has not been a donor. Doesn't give anything, um, but uh, I'll just leave until this time. Ellipses, Things ellipses. can change. Things can always change, you know? Ellipses, ellipses. Sheer, somebody just asked about where, uh, uh, how, uh, what, what the deal with your pops is, or asked earlier. What's the deal? What's going on? Uh, he's at home. He got a, a pacemaker, and now we kind of just have to wait to see how everything responds. But he is out of the hospital for now, so that's good. He's All right. right. Yes. Very, very good. Um, we like hearing that. Now, Empire Flooring. What kind of flooring do you have, Sheer? Uh, Empire Flooring. Oh, well, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, here's the cool thing about Empire Flooring, and you all know this. My parents actually have Empire Flooring. With Empire Today, you get to shop at home, convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they see promo code or when you use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empire.com slash PHNX for details. Yes, very good Vibes to uh, uh, Papa Sheer, like hearing that. Um, all right, now we both are back in the A. We both like Arizona to cover. Um, we're actually unlike Bruce. We're rooting for Arizona. Uh, so again, we did really good work here. Again, become a Go PHNX diehard today. Go on there. You can get shirts, merchandise, all kinds of stuff. Become a PHNX diehard. Be like Jacob Franklin and Sheer. Where can they find you and your pooches? Uh, Wildcat, <laughs> Wildcat Authority. We're doing a fifty percent off deal. Come check the full visitor list out. We posted it uh, at Jason Shear on Twitter and the Wildcat Scoop podcast with my wife Shelby. All right, everybody. We did really good work. We'll be back on the post game show tomorrow. Then guess what I'm doing? I'm going up to Phoenix. <laughs> Front row seats for Frank Caliendo. <laughs> back seat passes. <laughs> All right, that's annoying. But on that, there's a lady on YouTube that always tells me to stop doing that. I'll do it more. Um, but um, all right, for Jason Shear, the <laughs> Shear family pooches, for Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, who's actually a good person, actually a good person. I can verify this. I am merely Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. <laughs>